0: This is Rock isn't dead. It's just sleeping. With your host, Willie Whitebread, and my audio slave, Stuart.
1: Welcome to another episode of Rock isn't dead. It's just sleeping with me, Willie Whitebread. And Mark Audio Slave. And we have a very special guest this evening, Mr. Renegade Rick Lane. Oh. Where did Rick. that come from? I don't know, I just made it up. My life is dog shit. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> can't take you anywhere, <laughs> I can't man. Can't take you anywhere. So this Jeez, week's what? episode is a uh, an episode that's a little bit naive to me. So that's why I brought Mr. Renegade Rick Lane over. We're doing it on metal. The history of metal, the different subgenres, all four hundred fucking thousand and three subgenres yeah. of metal, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, the heavy metal, the grind metal, the yeah.
0: stoner metal, <laughs> yeah, the, the plaster metal. metal,
1: yeah, the plaster metal, the screwdriver metal, yeah, the cup metal, all the metal. No, no. Math metal is
2: pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. Or like Nintendo core, that shit's pretty <laughs> legit. <laughs> yeah. Nintendo core, dude. Nope. Not e- it's not even a joke. That's like legit shit. It's like eight bit metal. Eight bit metal? Recorder? I know,
0: I know. The, the eight bit pedals are, are literally big, big all you thing do is you mean.
2: just pick a word and add "core" and an "x" in it somewhere, and that's a new genre of metal. Yeah, that's but how they, they do but, that.
0: But they have those eight bit guitar pedals these days. Mm-hmm. The yeah. bit crushers? Exactly. Oh, exactly. exactly. Fun. Yeah, fun. It sounds like an old Nokia game. Oh, it's phone, oh, it's the same crushers. thing as a ring modulator. They, they do. Th- yeah, they do different things though. Like you can switch them to do yeah. different types of eight bit crushers. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's get into it. You can.
1: Let's, let's talk about the origination of heavy metal, where it all started, right? And that would be in England. With Black Sabbath? It would be with Black Sabbath. Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple, Blue Cheer, bands such as these. I can't right? agree with that. Right? And it's interesting enough about these bands because they pulled a lot of their music influences, not like a lot of American musicians during that time period that they were all playing blues. Yeah. Right? They, yeah. Were all, they were all riding the blues train because that's where the blues was happening. Correct. You know what I mean? You weren't getting many blues records out of England. Well. Right?
2: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, a lot of guys were influenced by it. Like, you look at guys like Clapton. Yeah. yeah. Tony Yami from Sabbath. I mean, you start getting into the blues with that, because that's all metal is. Right. It's blues really loud and really fast. Right, right, right. And noodley guitars. But, like every Mm. other
1: genre, some group of people is going to get sick of listening to it, and they're going to want to listen to something new. They're going to want to play it harder, faster, stronger. You know, something like that. That's yes. Daft
2: Punk. That's a whole different yeah. thing.
0: <laughs> Dead Mal Five. <laughs> yeah, harder, yeah. faster, stronger. Right? Yeah, harder, faster, or Kanye. You know, he, whatever. He, he, it was over his head. Maybe a little. I don't know. Oh, harder, faster, stronger was a Daft Punk song. Oh, groovy. Yeah. That's, that's great.
2: Yeah, and then Kanye sampled the shit out of it. Oh, which still that, a good song. and that's over my head. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something. Kanye I could West be back did. for the gangster rap episode too. <laughs> yes. Get down like that. I don't that's, know if
1: we'll do one of those. <laughs> hey, hey, man! Some of that shit's you pretty never fucking know. metal. I'm just saying, you never know. Yeah, right. So, anyway, <clears throat> going back to uh, late '60s, early '70s, we're running with the English heavy metal movement. Uh, Black Sabbath, like we went- mentioned before, their 1968 album, self-titled Black Sabbath, that was something that was the first of its kind. Nothing, nothing had really been heard, you know, in the in the genre for that.
0: And that would probably be classified today as more of a stoner metal. I would, I would think. You, you know? think?
1: Well, no, because it was um, a lot
0: of it was kind of slowish and sluggish and sluggish it, tempo.
2: It started. It started, like what led into like the stoner. The stoner started getting like super heavy fuzz and
0: yeah, the huge a little fuzz. outlandish.
2: They were more like the progenitors of doom. But you can actually go even further back. Like, uh, what is it? Kevin's always going off about it. Uh, I want you. She's so heavy by the Beatles yeah mm-hmm. great, if you song, sit down great song. And listen to it. I hate the Beatles. I love that song, but that song is getting into that same that doom that 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 dark uh, pulling from mythologies of not you know pro-Christian right, right. and it's, you know it's like shit it, it, it's hard to pick anything, but yeah, Sabbath is probably my favorite to blame it all on. Yeah, they would just definitely just. be, and especially with them in combination with Deep Purple. And, you know, when you think heavy
1: metal, you can see it in Sabbath. You yeah. know, you can absolutely see it all day long in Sabbath with the, like like Mark said.
2: There, well, then with you the get the Blackmore's guitars. guitar playing right. from Purple, and you're just like, okay. Yeah. That starts to sound even more like Sabbath was kind of on the edge of something, and then Blackmore just kind of kicked it over.
1: right. And mm-hmm. I love a lot of their influences, too, because what I was getting at a little bit earlier was that the Ameri- most of the I'd say the vast majority, if not almost all of the American musicians were heavily influenced by blues at the time. That's mm-hmm. what they were playing, which was great. You know, it was fantastic. But, you know, over in England, they wanted something a little bit different. And their. Their influences were slightly different. I mean, they had a little bit of blues in there, a little bit. You can see the licks in their, you know, in their guitar playing. You can pentatonic everything. Pentatonic all the things. A minor. Right, right. But like, especially with with Black Sabbath and uh, their uh, their Black Sabbath song, it, that was that was a, you know, it was based on uh, Gustav Holst's. Uh, well, Mars, that, that was and, his compositions.
2: A heavily uh, what they call the, I believe the technical musical term is the Diabolus in Musica, mm-hmm. the flatted fifth tritone. Right. Which, I mean, that's the whole main theme of that song. Right. But... Uh,
1: and how, how interesting that must have been because, you know, when we see metal throughout our times, you know, you're a big metal head, Rick, so how many times in the last, I would say, maybe 10, 15 years have you seen a band or heard a band that was like, shit? Like, blew your fucking socks off. I've never heard anything
2: like this before. It's rare. Right. It, I mean, everybody starts to kind of run together after mm-hmm. a while,
0: and you're just like... But it does happen. It does happen every so often. Every think, so often. I think
2: when I... Fr- like, the last two bands that I can say that, that did that for me, when I got introduced to Tool... Right, yep. Which... Back we, in we, the we, early you know, 90s. We had that conversation earlier. Mm, we'll get into that conversation then, later uh, as well. When I got introduced to Yab. Yob. Yob. Because, like, it's a whole different style of metal. Yeah. And, you know, you think metal, you think fast. You think super technical guitar lines yeah. and tight pants and crazy hair. And these dudes right. are just, they look like a bunch of hippies, and their head is, right.
0: fuck. Right.
2: So it's just, but, like, that was, like, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Right. Right.
1: And it's another its another uh, movement away from, like we talked about, it's another movement away from what was happening at the time. Because you got to think what was big what was big uh, musically in the sixties? It was the hippy dippy movement. It was the it was the Jimi Hendrix. It was the Janis Joplin. It was the Feel Good Jefferson Airplane. Peace, Love, Rock and Roll, Baby. Grateful Dead. That's what was big, and that was that hippy about influence. What about, this, what influence. about the seventies? What happens then? Well, I mean, we move into I mean, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, and Deep Purple, Blue Cheer. I mean, they, they move into the seventies. You could even <laughs>
2: throw Hendrix into that metal mix because when he started yeah. towards the end of his career, when he started really incorporating like the super heavy fuzz and yeah getting into those crazy ass freaking solos well he got bored
0: well i think hendrix was definitely the first one to to do the fuzz you know the be, yeah. big be no, no, notorious for the fuzz pedal yeah you know, i would think
1: yeah you know. yeah but, and, but
0: but let's say black sabbath was the first band to go like you know like dark anti-christian type yeah dark music yeah you know and then yeah. and that's what gave them that dark you know Aura. metal you know, yeah, the whole the whole aura. Even though the
2: band, they are Christians, they are good people,
0: right? Well, I didn't well, well. <laughs> so it's, so is Alice, Alice Cooper. Is blue not oh, yeah. too?
2: Yeah. Oh, to yeah.
1: be Christian doesn't mean to be good. To be non-Christian doesn't mean to be bad. Well, I, I,
2: I, I look at Sabbath the same way, the way, way I look inver- at like Manson nowadays. It's a character you're putting right. on a show. You're a mm-hmm. performer.
0: Yeah, but you know, you're putting on that character, but then you can't just go like, oh, well, I'm gonna throw on my uh, Sunday best and go to church on Sunday. You know, you can't just say, you can't just say, oh, I'm gonna put an inverted cross on my album. But guess what? Praise Jesus! You, you, I mean, Have you, you not been on Facebook in the last twenty years? <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! The right. hypocrisy. But this, this is man. way back in the '60s, man. You know, yeah. you, you know. You, 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 this was the shock rock. It was back shocking. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Very, def- definitely very was. shocking to them. This was, this was shock rock.
2: Especially, you know, with Tony down tuning and, and the band, like, you know, we, we were talking about it earlier. They started off as a jazz band. So you right. can, especially or,
0: their drumming, you can hear yeah. it. Now, isn't it true that the, the guitar player lost his finger? Uh,
2: fingers, two fingertips. And
0: yeah. then that gave them their unique guitar sound. Well, he
2: plays uh, like eight gauge or lighter strings, and then he tunes down because that way he has uh, like prosthetic fingertips. Yeah. So he can put full pressure on the strings and play properly.
0: That's super interesting, though. Yeah. And, really of
2: course, you know, Gibson SG. Yeah. Best talking guitar best ever. Best fucking
0: guitar on the market. Eh, debatable. <laughs> anyway, <laughs>
2: nobody asked you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I,
0: I want to know something
1: real quick before we, before we bounce away from Black Sabbath. Have you guys ever heard about the uh, curse of Tony Iommi's guitar? No. That you guys haven't read about that? No? So my dad actually brought this to my attention. And apparently there's been like two or three separate occasions where Tony Iommi's guitar has been stolen. And each time that Tony Iommi's guitar has been stolen, it's been returned to him. Because something absolutely terrible happened to the person that
0: stole it. Never heard that. Yeah. That's like cool. one guy. got. That would like, be the
2: rock gods looking out for him. I but, think so, man. Right. Some gods. Yeah. <laughs> some, some you know, diotomy. Fucking Valhallen, the Viking god of metal, is yeah. up there like, no, this is not happening. Yeah.
1: Odin's like, no, nope, not today, motherfucker. Nope. No. So, yeah. So his guitar gets stolen and one guy got like hit by a bus.
0: <laughs> yeah. Fucking Annabelle of the guitars over here. I was yeah. going to
2: say, please tell me it was like the tour bus for like the Partridge family because yeah. that would have been the funniest <laughs> shit <Yeah>. ever. Yeah. <laughs> you it ruined was... metal, fucker. <laughs> yeah. It was have the be- wholesome family music death. <laughs> the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> oh, jeez. Fucking ran him over finally. The fucking Brady <laughs> Near, near, yeah. near, 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 splat.
1: Yeah, so I thought that was super fucking interesting and I, I, I read into it a little bit and it's actually true. Every single time Tony Iommi's guitar has been stolen from him, it's been revealed turn to him.
2: You know that he might be an Egyptian god at this point. Then <laughs> it's very the, the jackets, the hair. I don't know. Hey, well, good he too.
0: All those rituals they probably did in Sabbath. I mean, in the early days, probably stuck yeah. with him, hanging out bit. with Aleister Crowley. Yeah, yeah. Mister Crowley, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mister Crowley. You know, Jimmy Page, all over there, hanging
1: out with Jimmy Page. You know, Jimmy Page bought his house. I'm house. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Fucking crazy. That whole
2: band was into some crazy shit. Yeah. Naturally, Fucking people with to, fish.
1: Yeah, you had <laughs> you had to
0: sell something to somebody. Oh yeah, you know. It's like Joe Perry uh sold a bunch of his early uh Gibson Les Pauls and then Slash bought them and then Slash felt bad for him and gave them back to him. Yeah. 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 I, I I think I watched one of
1: Slash's documentaries. Something, yeah, one of those I saw. Yeah, yeah, that's one an underrated
2: of... motherfucker right there.
1: Underrated Slash? No, Joe he Perry. has. Oh, moments. I was about to say Slash isn't underrated.
2: Compared, well, I mean, you you look at most of the guitar gods nowadays you get guys like man, Zach Wilde freaking, yeah. of course, you know Hetfield and stuff like yeah. Slash? Kind of, like, he did the Velvet Revolver thing. It never kicked off, but he he had so much potential to be up there. Right, like he's like a rock demigod. Yeah. Where honestly, had he stuck and got a decent enough group around him, and not you know, well, he was on Guitar Hero. Like, he was on Guitar Hero. Yeah. That doesn't. Um, I it's can't. Funny play that we're game.
0: talking about Slash because last night uh, a guy that I work with, uh, bartending, he used to live in L.A. He's a bartender in L.A. and he, and he said that Slash. Used to uh, do a lot of uh, stuff on the, st- in the studio across the street from his bar. and So Slash would come in and like he would have a one-on-one with Slash really? all the time. And I was like, dude, that is so fucking cool. God, damn. And he's a real down-to-earth guy, man. Top real, hats real, and real, nose rings. Man. Yeah, but he's a real down-to-earth, cool, guy, you know, laid-back cat. Really? Yeah. Just yeah, uh, you know, if yeah, your just, vocalist he's a could
2: get... quit dropping the N bomb so on, you'd <laughs> be good to go. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then he eventually turned into Eminem, but. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, another another band from back in those times, uh, 1968. We're talking about 1968, the birth of metal, along with Black Sabbath and Zeppelin and all those guys. Uh, a band that I, I didn't really look too much into in the past. I'd heard them before, but a band called Blue Cheer. Uh, they make a rendition of the Summertime Blues. Never heard uh, of them. Which is heavy. It's real heavy. and And I was like, you know, you listen to this song and you're in comparison to... You know whatever else was playing back yeah. then. You're like, dude, this is fucking
2: heavy for this time.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: like I was never like a big, big fan. Like I didn't really get introduced, and in then like you know I yeah. grew up like '80s metalhead, mm-hmm. so you, some of it you yeah. didn't get introduced to. But yeah, well, that's you go back metal, and listen to that stuff.
1: That's when metal got commercialized and monetized, and that was actually the. You know, the early 80s, late L- 70s. That's when it blossomed. The glam, the glam metal. All the different metals, man. So moving moving forward from there, you know, obviously Black Sabbath, Zeppelin, Purple, Blue Cheer, those guys were heavy, heavy influencers. That was the heaviest thing around. So where, are we going from the 70s to the 80s right now? Is that oh, no, no, saying? no. We're gonna, we we're haven't gonna even stay. hit the 70s yet. We Not haven't even finished it. the 70s because in, in the late 70s, the British keep on going. Okay. Iron Maiden and Judas Priest. Okay. Budgy. Yeah. Rob Halford.
2: Fucking... You know, the early origins of bands that would eventually become like Motorhead and shit like that. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. Let me.
1: Let me, man. Yeah. Two fingers to the sky.
2: That's yeah. the rest in power right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so with Judas Priest, they were very interesting. They were very interesting because Rob, nobody was doing what Rob was doing back then. Either. Oh, no.
2: no. It's almost inhuman that he did it. Yeah. Like, I watch him sing and it hurts my throat. I mean, death metal bothers me, but those highs. Yeah. It, it's
0: oh well, he has a he has a gift oh yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah his vocal cords are definitely unique to the uh the whole metal scene
1: yeah and he was he kind of that's when people started kind of getting concerned and i say people and by people i mean mothers and parents and and that you know those kind of folks uncles and parents and whatever mm. that, that's when that's when the family dynamic started getting a little concerned about what their kids are listening to because you put judas up judas priest album or an iron maiden album yep. out and you're like what the fuck is going
2: on because mm-hmm. nobody was singing that high yeah, well, not only that, but the, you know, the, the lyrical content, what they were writing about at the time wasn't exactly something, you know, you brought home to family either.
0: Yeah, the Christians were going crazy during those times. Oh, they they, they were just getting warmed up. 80s. Well, you know, and then they had the 80s when Scorpions came out with the Virgin Killer album and they had the, yeah you know, the naked chick on the front and they were going nuts on all.
2: Yeah, but see, when I think of anything, we're going to get into the whole. Uh, uh, how do I put it politely? Uh, the, the Christian Family Coalition's boycotting music, then you get into like the big four. The main four bands from the 80s Slayer, oh, yeah. Anthrax, Megadeth, yeah. Metallica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mainly Slayer. Yeah. Because they're amazing.
0: Now, is it true that Slayer's um, name stands for Satan Laughs as You Eternally Rot? I heard that years ago. <laughs> you know, back in like the early 90s. That would be
2: funny as fuck.
0: But that's what I, my, my buddy, a metal, hard, hard metalhead, told me that's what it was stood for. Well,
2: but. that's like the freaking kiss thing with the kids in Satan's service or whatever.
0: Oh, okay. yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Or uh, ACDC was always Antichrist, Death Child. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, it's voltages. It's really weird, but it's yeah. science. I mean, Alternate like current.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. That kind of shit used to kind of irritate me. Like, Kiss Kiss kind of irritates me. I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a all. fan. Yeah. Not a fan. Yeah. Like,
2: I catch a lot of shit for hey. it, and everybody's like... But I will give them credit for one thing. Their makeup. <laughs> well, no, I, that's... <laughs> yeah. you, you can laugh, but it's the truth. They created an image, and, like, between them and the misfits, it's almost hard to tell who's got their face on more merchandise now. That's very Especially true. Gene Simmons got a hold of it. You could get Kiss anything. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the misfits are close, but... Nobody has, like, you know, you don't get misfit collector dinner plates like you get for NASCAR shit. You don't get misfits, fucking. I'm sure you get a misfits cock ring. You could have a whole yeah, probably, fucking like, room
0: filled with Kiss memorabilia. Yeah. And then that's. And I know just, people that do. As that, well. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I used to jam with a drummer like every year for Halloween, his kids and him dressed up like Kiss. Wow. I'm like, dude, you have daughters. That explains a lot.
1: Yeah, why does your why <laughs> the, does little Christina look like Paul Stanley makeup. right now? Their makeup is definitely iconic, and I think that's kind of where it was their stage presence. Because I think they, you know, they kind of brought that huge, you know, no, they're, stage. They're cinema. larger than life. Yeah, they're theatrics.
2: Yeah, and and technically, for like, even though they were more of a a, a rock and roll band, yeah. that part of them was metal. Yeah. Because yes. they went and when they're like, hey, we're doing this, fuck you.
1: And nobody else did it. No. Yeah. Nobody else did it. I mean, maybe Guar well, Alex, so, like, Co- I like I
2: always got shit from my mom because, like, Cooper, you yeah. know, I grew up in so, the early Manson phase, like, you know, Antichrist Superstar, or stuff like that. And then my mom, I'd look at my mom and be like, you listen to Kiss. Leave me the hell alone. Yeah. <laughs> I, grew and in, I grew up in Disco.
0: I grew up in Portrait of American Family. Yeah, you know? So. And
2: they're a Florida band, so I'm always going to rep, you know, my local music.
0: Right. So it's like, yeah, and I've talked about that before where well, we'll get that. We'll get to that in the goth episode. We don't have to start in the that goth. Now. Well, episode. I mean,
2: you can still because of some of the way their, their songwriting was, they were still almost like metal ish. <laughs> yeah, they had a lot of metal, especially their early stuff with uh, they, was it I mean, Daisy.
0: They really are metal. But I mean, you know. so who? I want to know
2: once I got John who,
0: five, they went metal. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
2: that right. dude's sick.
0: who came first, Alice Cooper or Kiss Alice Cooper. I think it was Alice Cooper. It has to be Alice Cooper. Here, let's, let's, let's make <laughs> sure we get that right.
1: Because Alice... They were doing... Yeah, you're all right. Because Alice I would Cooper say he's the, the, he's the godfather of the
0: shock rock. Yeah. You know.
1: And School's out. I, I, know, I think that came out in the Early 70s, yeah. I think. Uh, I Definitely early 70s. Definitely early 70s. Well, maybe even 60s. Because that motherfucker's old. I saw him probably four or five years ago with Motley Crue. He wow. was fucking like 69, oh, 68 years talking old. The arena.
0: Was yeah.
2: he still play, was he still playing with Nita Strauss?
0: I don't know. Yeah, that, that that he did tour with her on that. She
2: is like one of my favorite so guitar players to watch.
0: Fucking best Ibanez I, player, I can fucking tell you right now. I know, now.
2: I think it's her and was it what's her name? Nikki Cox? Is it No, it's not Nikki Cox. It's not Courtney Cox, I don't think. It's something Cox, but uh, they do the, I think they do the Iron Maidens together. Sucking Cox. It's like an all chick Iron know. Maiden tribute band and dude, they are amazing.
1: Well, Alice Cooper dropped his first album in 69.
0: (laughs) Let's let's see. 69, 69, 69. (laughs) A little little ministry uh, throwback. Wow.
2: Yeah, I didn't know we were uh, quoting the Bible. (laughs) But yeah, Alice Cooper. Ministry, the band. Ding, dang, ding. Oh, no, Psalm 69 (laughs) is the name of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Jesus Built My Hot Rod. I mean, they're uh, a very Christian band.
1: (laughs) So Alice Cooper was first. Alice Cooper's first album was in 69. Oh, so he's definitely. Yeah, Kiss's first studio album was in 1974. So I would think
0: that, that Kiss got the idea, let's dress up. You know, from Alice yeah. Cooper. Like, that's what sells shit. Let's dress yeah, up. Yeah, because you know? Alice Cooper was doing wild Paint shit. Paint some potato chip shit on my fucking eyeballs. Let's do it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I got a snake,
1: man. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Hi, man. I'll put some blood fucking in my mouth and shit. You know my friend, Jake the Snake Roberts, man? We buy from a same snake dealer. <laughs> but, uh, so, <laughs> yeah, Alice Cooper was, he was bringing shit to the table that nobody else in that time was bringing to the table, right? Yeah. And he was, he was around the same time as Black Sabbath was. But that was, you know, obviously America's version. I mean, he a Black Sabbath.
0: Alice Cooper had guillotines on stage. He yeah. had oversized puppets coming on stage. You know, yeah. the makeup was on his face. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he kind of like a proto-Guar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Precise <laughs> <The laughs> yeah, metal like, band ever. Yeah, and when, when, my when I fir- th- my first concert, that's my first concert I've Guar ever. Guar was your first. Guar concert? was my first concert. Holy shit! I woke up in the next morning. And we, were, and my mom, That explains a lot. My actually. mother, was, <laughs> she was taking us to the uh, Thomas Edison Museum in Menlo Park in New Jersey. Yeah, and she she wakes me up. She goes, "Time to get up." What happened to you? And I had like, you know, the white all, t-shirt. Oh, the white t-shirt and it was the blood and the, on my face and on my shirt. Nice. And, and I'll never forget because after they performed, they came out as their their alter ego band. It was called the, uh, the Bad Cops or yeah. something cops band mm-hmm. and they had different type of blood. And when they they sprayed the blood on my face that time, it was darker. Like it was real Ooh. like Goat blood, or I don't know what they. I mean, I don't know what they use, but it was it was it was, it was like diff- it was different than what they use on the Guar setting intestinal tract infection but, blood. But that was dude. After I saw that that first concert, You've I was a- hooked. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I saw Guar with uh, Lamb of God. Mm. That was uh,
2: that was here in Jacksonville.
1: No, I saw them in Orlando. Okay,
2: yeah, because that that same tour came here to Jacksonville, and like one of my exes was like, "Go tickets." I'm like, "I hate your face."
1: Yeah, it was years years ago. And my first my first concert happened to be Slipknot when I was 14. That's pretty badass. Yeah, it was their uh the Yegger Meister music. What was tour. your
0: first concert?
2: Uh Shaft, Anthrophobia and OBC at the Fat Cat, On right ah, to the, the
0: next episode. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's a uh, yeah, Anthrophobia is like they're neat. They're like uh, they were that weird
0: now, was this uh, touring bro. bands or
2: uh, Anthrophobia was Shaft
0: and no Shaft so what, what, was as well and like, OBC was local. What, what was, was your next? Chaos? What was your next concert? You remember? Fuck, <laughs> fuck. Because my, um, my, my next concert was in Giant Stadium with fucking Faith No More, Guns N' Roses, and, and Metallica. If I was, say uh, it, I'll probably sick. get. I was probably sports, made fun well, of. I was fourteen. But, like, yeah,
2: it was uh, Green Day and My Chemical Romance at the oh, arena. that's cool. That's and cool. I was cool. actually impressed by My Chemical Romance. Gerard yeah. Way, man. He's, yeah. he's pretty, it, pretty But my favorite too. part was the fact that the girl I was dating at the time, she knew it was right after American Idiot dropped. Ugh. Don't want to have that conversation again. Uh, it's all I knew man. everything prior to that album. I hadn't heard Amer- anything off of American Idiot yet. Mm. So I'm just like, I'm singing along with everything else. And she's singing on along with all the new stuff. And at some point, they stopped... Uh, some song brought some ten year old kid on stage, and Billy Joe let him walk away with the guitar, wow, while playing the song with the band. And I'm just wow. like, that kid is never going to be able to produce children because his testicles have just like exploded all over the front of his pants.
0: Yeah, well, he's probably make a wish anyway. Yeah, Well, I, I don't want to be a piece of asparagus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was that was one of the uh, last also don't albums. Want to be a Canadian hosehead. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the last albums I ever actually purchased in a store so let's go
0: back to uh what we were talking about here are we yeah they're not metal we're cruising into the yeah, They're cruising in the mid 70s now yeah or? they're
1: really not metal uh mid late 70s so the the judas priest iron maiden train that kind of rode out for a little while and then uh, i guess uh the u.s started being like hey man what the fuck are those guys doing over there they're making some pretty heavy shit i think i'm gonna make some pretty heavy shit too because then you get into the sunset strip explosion you're out of L.A. Mm-hmm. in the late 70s. Motley Crue. Yeah, that's right. So Van Halen released their debut album in 1978, and that kind of set up the scene for the L.A. Sun strip, uh, mm-hmm. or Sunset Strip scene. Okay. Uh, you know, because you had your Van Halens, your Quiet Riots, your Motley Crue's, you know. And then it, it was all downhill from there, but I think Van Halen opened the door. Yeah. Right? Van Halen opened the door for that. And you two being, being you know, I just dabble with the, with the guitar you two being I thought, absolutely fantastic with your six strings. What do you, what do you think about Van Halen? Oh, what Van Halen's think about
0: great. Eruption is one of the best guitar songs ever made. I mean, in my opinion, anyway. Because yeah. I get a
1: lot of mixed reviews depending I'm on I'm
0: not a US. Van Halen fan. I'm not like, a Van Halen fan, but Eruption is... You've got to give respect to Eruption. I Are mean,
2: it, for what it was, it was okay. But like, <laughs> everybody's like, oh, the, well, it's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it out like this. I'm a, I come from a metal guitar playing background. Van Halen was good, but once he did Eruption, that's kind of all he really got known for. Like, he had that style of that well, two-handed tapping. In the, in the tapping. guitar universe, yeah. And then...
1: I feel like that dude, like, invented tap soloing.
2: But, like, he, he kind of did. kind of It was a thing. Like, you could pr- produce, like, harp harmonics and stuff by doing yeah. something similar. Yeah. But, like, you've got other guitar players that were doing stuff like that, like, way before. Yeah. But yeah. it was, like, other genres of music. Like, every all your metalheads now, sweep picking. Okay, yeah. That's oh, yeah. cute. Go back and watch uh, Jerry Reed and Chet Atkins do Jerry's Breakdown. And right. Chet Atkins is sweet picking with a clean tone. Right. And it is beautiful. Right. No high gain, super compressed. I like to see that, actually. I'm going to oh, look that, it's, I'm look that no, up. No, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's one of it my. Sounds good. Jerry Reed is one of the most amazing guitar players to pick up Just a guitar. clean,
0: sweet picking. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know?
2: oh, it sounds. It's marvelous because it's that jazz context. And I'm like,
0: yeah, S-. yeah. Yeah. I saw Quiet Right. Did I ever tell you that real? No. Yeah. It was at this club in Bridgewater, New Jersey. And it was like this weird club where half the club was like, you know, this was the early 90s. So it was like a lot, a lot, a half the club was like a techno oof, 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 type, type situation. Mm-hmm. The other half of the club was 80s metalheads like hanging out, watching live concerts. Yeah. So I, I go there. And my friends I go there with, they are like, oh, I want to go to the this club, uh, see if we can get some chicks in. So, so we're, I'm in this one side, and, they're listening, and, it's, and, and it's nothing going on. It's this fucking stupid DJ playing. And so I walk across the room into the other side of the club, and it's fucking come on, feel the noise, and fucking bang your head, and all these great fucking iconic songs, you know? I'm but, uh, throwing the
2: horns. Yeah, I, I can't help it. Fucking, <laughs> I love that shit.
0: Yeah. But yeah. They were great, you know? Yeah. They were great. Quiet, Quiet
1: Riot and, and Van Halen were definitely uh, the pioneers of the U.S. metal scene, especially, definitely inspired the explosion in the Sunset Strip over yeah. on the west coast of the old U.S. here. Right. And yeah, that, and there's something to be said to that, too, because they, they took what, what Black Sabbath was doing, and they just said, well, let's clean it up a little, let's speed it up, and go from there. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting, right? Because it's that ever present, you know, musical yearning for something faster, harder, and stronger, right?
2: You got to be angrier eventually. It's just like doing a drug, it's never enough. Yeah. You get, that exactly. first, you get that first run, and you're like, okay, this is cool. Right. Okay.
0: So when. Now when, I need Napalm Death. Okay. Right. So <laughs> exactly. When did that first start? Like, when did the first, like, death, hard, heavy, blah, type type music start? Like, who was who that? That first started that whole whole movement well th- most people uh, a
2: lot of people credit like guys like chuck sheldiner yes. yes of bringing that to the states yes because prior to i mean you you had it with like you know the norwegian black metal and without well, all that bo- stuff bo- but, before norwegian well that's what this i'm saying like all like like that stuff that all started 80s, up there
0: late 80s deicide might, might have been one of the first ones i i don't know i mean i'm just trying to like think think of those those first Bands that that were on the scene. I, I know Cannibal Corpse was. Let me
2: get like Morbid Angel. Morbid Angel. That's it. I mean, Trey godfather. No, was you're like right. You're stupid, right. Because crazy what, when player. I saw
0: Pantera back in like the mid '90s, late '90s, P- Phil Anselmo came on stage and, and Morbid Angel opened up for him that, that that night, and he said, "This is this. Who's my idol? This was who I used to listen to growing up." Mm-hmm. So Morbid Angel is definitely one of the godfathers of, of the death metal movement. But then you get like it's
2: that natural progression. So like Tom Araya. Everybody knows, you know, yeah. Puerto Rican Santa Claus from Slayer. <laughs> yeah, everybody's yeah. seen the meme. You can be the, you know, guy from Slayer, and your kids still don't think you're cool. <laughs> but he has what we consider the greatest man scream, right? Yeah, without pressing into that guttural sound, right. And then it, it all kind of it's that natural progression from there. Of people going, well, this sounds crazy. What else can I do? And I'm sure somewhere at a drunken party, some dude burped into a microphone. That yes. Congratulations, yes. you just invented a genre of metal.
0: <laughs> right. That's what yeah. it sounds like. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So like-, so, like I said, yeah, late 80, or late '70s, uh, we've got you know the Poisoned Warrants, the Rats, the dokens, and the White Snakes, and all that kind of stuff. Coming wait,
0: wait, out. go by, Doken? Yeah, Dokken? Dokken, You
1: mean Dokken? Dokken, Dokken.
0: Hey, Dokken, you suckin'. Why don't you get off of the staging, you slobbing? <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm not, I'm not big on that. But, you know, they were around. They were progressing it, right? And yeah, then the Sunset right. Strip was born. You know, David Lee Roth was carrying it down with his kind of bluesy, a little bit heavier bluesy licks because, like I said, we're still over here. They want it harder, faster, stronger, but we're still sticking with our roots with the blues stuff. Yeah. Right. Because right. I don't think anybody back then was doing that. Um, in the U.S. was doing that really heavy, like uh, Iron Maiden wailing, yet. Mm, right. Yeah. Yet. Yet. It would be picked up, you know, in the future, in the you know, in the '80s by Megadeth and uh, bands, bands, bands such as such as that. What's that?
2: Uh, the quote-unquote new wave of British heavy metal that was going on at the same time. Yeah. So which. That's what brought over here and got us the big four and bands like it's
0: that. It's funny because they, they they threw Twisted Sister into that, that British realm to get back to America. Because they didn't want to sign them on in America. So they said, go to Britain. If you make it big in Britain, then you can come back and we'll sign you again in America. And you you can go on another tour here in America. So that's what they did. They went to Britain. They fucking kicked ass. Everybody loved them. And they fucking came back here. And they were like, oh,
2: okay. Europe has always been more accepting of the metal scene than over here. Right. right. But it's
0: just kind of weird for an American band to have to go prove themselves there. Stray
2: Cats did the same thing.
0: Uh, Okay. Well, then
1: there you go. So. So. That is, that is a very strange concept. It, it
2: right. is, yeah. but it, it's one of those, like, I don't know. Because, like, it you get, like, a... Hendrix never really got super popular until he went. Yeah, until he went to Europe. Oh, Stray Cats
0: about. was uh, Brian Seltzer? Setzer. S- that's right. Seltzer. Seltzer. S- this S- is
2: S- not the claw. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the white claw. Yeah, it's no laws when you're on them claws, son. <laughs> <laughs> so so something else interesting that happened now we're
2: culturally relevant yeah
1: right we got to keep it culturally relevant for our young listeners listeners all too, all you millennials yeah. check it check it all three of them uh but something else interesting and i feel i feel like there was a lot of mixed things that went into this uh late 70s Ozzy was fired from black sabbath remember that right mm-hmm. oh yeah and replaced yeah. with rjd ronnie james dio the man with the bright, right. well, the tiny man, the, the, the tiny man with big vocal cords, that guy,
2: that voice,
0: but but then Ozzy went solo, yeah, so and I, I think that them.
1: was, I think that was a mixture of different things because Ozzy was fucking insane, right, and they probably got sick of his shit. No, literally, yeah, literally, his shit. He was <laughs> shit, and shit. Writing his name on the walls in his hotel rooms and shit. Yeah, right. Everybody gets sick of that. Nobody likes poop. Like Mark tracking dog poop into the studio earlier. <laughs>
0: oh, for fuck's sake! Hey,
1: at least he
2: found a great way to bring it
1: up. Yeah. Speaking of it's shit, a nice segue. Yeah, and he's just he's just like a dang my my wife. Sometimes it was, it was my fault.
2: <laughs> It was my oh, fault oh, he dragged oh, it in oh, here. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> if
0: you
2: yeah. the dog shit in the yard, this wouldn't happen. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <If you laughs> have happened. Yeah. You didn't have dogs. House. This wouldn't have happened to you.
0: Fuck <laughs> those
1: dogs and their shit. Yeah, it's you. It's your fucking fault, ultimately. But uh, so, yeah, Ozzy was fired from Black Sabbath and replaced by Ronnie James Dio. And I think that was a good move uh, publicly for, for Black Sabbath. One, because, you know, Ozzy wanted to do his own thing. And two, they wanted to keep up with that sound that was blossoming all over the world at that time. Right. You know what I mean? Because that was the loud projected, what?
2: Like mm-hmm. wailing
1: vocals that was starting to pick up speed.
2: Yeah, the origins of power metal. Right. <laughs> Correct.
1: Absolutely. And, and you know, because at, at that same time, you had, you know, you had Rob Halford and then you had Scorpions. Mm-hmm. They were out. So that, oh, yeah. and that was that was popular. That was selling records. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what people wanted And. And I don't think necessarily that Black Sabbath was a band that um, held strong to what they wanted to do. You know what I mean? They held nah. strong to their original show. Well, genre. you also really had the know. Flock
0: of Seagulls. Don't, don't forget about that. Oh, yeah. The Flock of Seagulls. Totally. Yeah, yeah they're still touring. I saw they're coming to Jackson. Oh, wow. I was kind of hoping they would have died in a <laughs> bus fire or something. Their, uh,
2: their bass player actually taught a friend of mine how to play bass. No shit. Um, I'm just like.
0: So the guy who taught me how to play guitar w- was taught by the uh, guitar player from Skid Row.
2: Wow. Yeah. Dude, yeah. that was a metal, was, a, was it Ray, no, the b- bass player was, bass player was a dude named Rachel. I don't remember him. A dude the, named Rachel? The guitar yeah. Player that could be
0: a children's book. <laughs> I just remember he had like one of those, uh, <laughs> Nowadays, dude names, yeah. those nose rings that went from his ear to his nose. Mm, yeah.
2: oh, I can't remember his name. Yeah, it was a Rachel something, because you know, everybody knows Sebastian Bach. Yeah, well yeah. Because yeah, I'm oh, sorry, yeah. that's still
0: one of the greatest voices to come mm-hmm. out of the 80s, but.
2: Cool, so he grew
0: up next door to him. So that's nice. Pretty, yeah, pretty cool.
2: That's pretty rad.
1: Well, there's a lot of changing hands too, because you had ACDC coming out. You know, in the late '70s, with as we talked about offline a little bit earlier with Rick, Bon Scott, and he was there very, very briefly. Which sucks. Yeah, I think he was only with him like a year, maybe two. Yeah, um, yeah, it late was a late long. '70s, maybe '78, '79.
2: around, my ass is going. Numb. <laughs> there
1: we go. Sorry, we'll get you. A, we'll get you a new chair, Rick. It's not very comfy. Yeah, we'll get you a new chair. Maybe you like should I've just spent do some a week squats. in prison. Yeah. <laughs> So so yeah, Bon Scott, ac he dies 1980. That was another very very heavy voice, right? Oh yeah. Very very yep. projecting. And that's the thing. Original. Original. All these bands and I wish I wish something like this would come back around now because these guys had some fucking power mm-hmm. behind their voices. Like there's got to be people out there that still
2: have that. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh there there is.
0: Yeah, his name is Jack Black. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: As funny as it, no, dude, fucking amazing vocalist. Yeah. Very, very good. Very, um, yeah,
1: yeah. Jack I'm Black doing uh, doing Zeppelin, <laughs> fucking immigrant oh. song. How about that? So uh, good.
0: How about that Rubber Ducky doing Zeppelin? <laughs> 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 that was good. Wow. Do you like wow. that? I posted a video on that our... That was uh, really good, actually. On our Rock Isn't Dead really uh, Facebook page yeah. of a rubber ducky. I think
2: I missed that one on my feed. I'll have to check that yeah. out. Yeah, it, was rubber, uh, rubber it was a... rubber ducky. It
0: was a special video. Yeah, it was a I very, must say. All my videos are special. Don't be crazy. <laughs> like a helmet. Yeah. <laughs>
2: like a helmet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, so we talked about the... Um, oh, so also with Bon Scott dying in 1980, so did John Bonham, which was, you know, another death to another... <laughs> yeah, another death to a... Uh, a godfather of heavy metal. Cuz say what you will about Led Zeppelin, you know, by today's standards they're probably not necessarily heavy metal. Back you know, in they helped, they helped Back
2: set up some of the ima- the, yeah. the high fantasy imagery that you see in bands like you know, like right. Man of War, yeah. if you like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. 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 And yeah. now now Iced Earth,
1: speaking speaking of the actual phrase heavy metal, I wanted to get your guys' take on this. I I've, I've heard a lot about this and I've kind of thought about this as well, the origin of the actual you know, word and label of heavy metal. Uh,
0: you know, well, it's because they're using heavier gauge strings. W- isn't that why? You think that's why? i for sure. I'm just guessing. that that's why. Okay.
2: I want to see what kind of stupid theories the internet has. Cause I, I have no a theory, a very that's popular. The only,
0: that's the only one I can think
2: of. Yeah, a very
1: popular theory that I've heard is, uh, you know, when Easy Rider came out in 1969, the uh, the Steppenwolf, get your motor running. Oh, yeah. Heavy metal thunder. yeah. That, you know what I mean? Yeah. A lot, that's a big theory. I don't, I don't know for sure because obviously it wasn't around. So heavy metal time. would be cars. Yeah. Heavy metal. Motorcycles,
0: and, cars. Yeah. Maybe. So anything that's made of metal.
2: Yeah. So the term. Uh, Let's see what we got. What theories do we got, Rick? Is, well, this is, I don't know what this website is. But uh, according to them, the term heavy metal was first used to describe a style of pop music by Lester Bangs in Cream, C-R-E-E-M. It is believed that his inspiration was Wolf's Born to be Wild, which contains the phrase heavy metal thunder. Uh, the actual entomology of the usage phrase of heavy metal is somewhat less certain. Wow. Honestly, it makes sense because honestly, I think heavy metals and I think, you know, like shit that's going to kill us. Right. Or, yeah. yeah. And it's like it doesn't fit in. It's just poisoning. Whatever like here Anyway. Yeah. You know? so <laughs> yeah. So that makes sense to me because it's like it's this thing that has a lot of power. But at the same right. time, you're going to die.
1: Right. Well, so maybe that is a kind of satirical, you know, depiction of the of the musical style, you know, because a lot of it, as we progress further through this conversation, was based around death,
2: brutality, and then eventually they lost like the heavy, like you really don't have true, like really heavy metal anymore. It's so fractured, it's not even funny.
0: It just splits out into all the subcategories. Yeah, that have subcategories of subcategories. Dejant. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I pick up a pancake.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so okay, moving a lot. Of, a lot was fucking going on during the late seventies and early eighties, man.
2: But you could probably actually do like an entire series of shows breaking metal down by like five-year oh, blocks. Easily,
1: easily. Oh, I just yeah. don't have enough. I don't have enough passion for it to to dedicate that much. Because I will to say it. one
2: power voice that's still around is freaking King Diamond. Right. That dude. He's still around. He's in Texas.
0: For God's sake. Which sakes. is fucking
2: hilarious because it's that man in like the most gun toting Christian state in the union. And like I saw an interview with him and yeah, like still all black still. I think he's the face paints pretty much died in permanent at this point, but I remember going into, I would love to walk up to his house and try to sell them Girl Scout cookies. I remember going (laughs) into my cousin's
0: room back in the eighties and he had King Diamond, Motley Crue, Ozzy Osbourne, metallic, all these posters up in his room before he committed suicide. And I was like, you know, who's that? You know, I was. Well, young. thank
2: you for uh, making that connection that they made back well, in when, the late '80s. Well,
0: well, when they when they found him after he blew his brains out, they they opened up his his cassette player, and inside his cassette player was uh, Ozzy Osbourne's Suicide Solution. Whatever. Oh fuck. Whatever. But that's what that's what. This but he was playing is, it forward. But so, so a, I mean, it obviously, story. wasn't the issue. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> no, that wasn't the issue. The issue was crack. So, but but so. I, w- I remember being little going in his room and saying, you know who's that?" And then he'd be like, "Oh, that's King Diamond and he would explain that you know and play some some cassettes from King Diamond and then, now uh, who's that That's Molly Creed. And he would go on and you know around the room. And so I just you know I never forget King Diamond's face oh, yeah. man just he's got that gnarly fucking oh yeah, paint on his face top hat
1: yeah yeah, just, it's just, probably where Slash got his top hat idea from. And, and oh no, his music is yeah. sick, man. Just yeah. a f- kind of a funny name. And he's I'm another
2: one of those guys that has that range that almost like, yeah. makes your testicles shrivel. Like, right, right. Do it? And it's also
1: unique, too, because he's he's Danish. Mm-hmm. You don't see a lot of like big metal Danish bands. No, not at all. You know what all. I mean? Not at all. Yeah. And, well, his name's kind of funny, too. Kim Bendix Peer- Peterson. It's okay. kind of an interesting right. name I'd, for a King I'd Diamond. I'd go with King Diamond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't know that. That's, but, that's probably what I would go with, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, moving forward, like I said, a lot of shit was happening. Uh, in the late 70s, early 80s, especially after the establishment of the popularity popularity of these powerful vocalists, these speedy riffs, these technical solos, and all these different kind of things. Like Rick said, the pentatonic explosion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So then we start moving into the glam stuff in the early 80s. 1981, you got Motley Crue with the best heavy metal, heavy metal album of the year, Too Fast for Love. And that was a fucking that was a movement. Molly Crew was a movement in and of itself. Oh yeah, you yeah. know.
0: Even though some say that mostly he- a coke shipment, but yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, coke and hookers.
2: Yeah, yeah. And there's it, there's a bunch. What's that? Go ahead, oh, oh, they trip me. Like their stories trip me out. Now, like Nikki Six didn't had to learn how to play his bass parts after they were recorded for the first. I think. First three or four albums. So what? They just
1: had a studio musician come in there and record.
2: I think Mick would write the bass lines, and then they would teach Nicky Six the stuff. Really?
0: Now I've read I've read guitar posts where people are saying that Mick Mars has the worst fucking tone for his guitar. Well, see that's and see you go. That's what that's what makes them. Well, that's that's like don't understand that.
2: Like most people, if you if you talk to guitar players nowadays.
0: But especially oh, the younger oh, has this high trebly. Well, no, it's what he does. It's
2: it's a scoop solid state Randall until he went to the crank warheads. So he's scooping the mids, but he ran but he ran two MXR mids. ten bandy cues in front of it, one of which was a smiley face kind of ish, and one of them was a frowny face. So it mm. ends up creating this weird sound. Yeah, but it's his and, like,
0: and it's it's fucking monumental.
2: Yeah. Like he's not going to sound like he's not going to have that smooth like Eric Pantera Johnson, fucking changed tone.
0: the fucking scape for metal mm-hmm. when, when they came out. It was just a fucking it was like Pantera and Soundgarden came out kind of the same time on Headbangers Ball. And it was like Pantera's like fucking they fucking ruled. Yeah. Soundgarden was cool. Don't get me wrong. Fuck. But yeah. But they're fucking, not metal. But, but they're not fucking yeah. Pantera metal fucking sound. Mm, you know, grunge. I mean, it was like, holy fuck. You know, Vogler display of power was one of the fucking, you know, one of those yeah. records that came out, you know, and then everybody went to back and they listened to Cowboys, you know, and all that. But Still, I, I love the, the best.
2: Album. No, see, the best part was go back and listen to him.
0: Cat Scratch Fever.
2: Before.
0: Talking, yeah. No,
2: like, before Cowboys from Hell. like yeah, but The yeah, album, Power Cat, Metal. Back Cat when. It, yeah. Cat
0: Scratch Fever. They did the oh. Nick, Nick, or the Tim, uh, Nugent yeah. cover. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the best was never, songs that was, on Live
2: 101 Proof. I was, was never a then.
0: huge Pantera guy. Dude, Pantera. It's,
2: it's, they're one of those bands. It's like, uh. That you either love them now. The cemetery gates. Them. Oh, oh yeah. fucking that
0: fucking G- highest fucking oh note of all time God. at the end. I mean, okay, so oh, Phil
2: has a vocal range; it's ridiculous. Well, and Guy Daryl
0: was the reason I picked up a guitar. Him and David Gilmore were the reason I picked, yeah. I, I wanted to play guitar. Yeah, yeah.
2: Gilmore, well, yeah. I yeah. was already playing before I discovered. Pan- well, I was dicking around before I discovered Pantera. Well, was, I
0: mean. This was what nineteen ninety one. My first
2: excursions into guitar. Somebody handed me the easy tab version of the Black Album. Went, hey, if you can learn this in a couple months, you can be in our band. (laughs) I didn't learn it. I just sang. I was like, fuck you guys. Yeah, fuck it, whatever. I could palm you like a motherfucker.
1: But yeah, so eighty one Molly Crew hits the scene, kind of blows up with the glam metal shit. But you had also a lot of like underlying, you know, a wave that was about to hit glam metal because glam metal. It, it didn't last very long.
0: Hmm. You know what I mean? It was a couple years. Because yeah, faggots like poison came out. Hey. Oh, come on. <laughs> Language. Yeah. I didn't say faggot. I meant maggot. That's yeah. what I said maggots like poison. <laughs> maggots
1: like poison. Brett Michaels. Those he's fucking homo. He's, he's a sweet feller. <laughs> wow. That
0: boy. But, uh, so <laughs> but you had a lot of... Hey, uh, let me ask you a question. So do you think that Brett Michaels wears that fucking thing across his forehead because he had that brain thing going on or is it because he lost all his hair? Probably I was both. having that debate with with, me, with my wife about about why he's wearing that. Probably both. Well, Probably a I, bit I of both. I just don't pay enough attention to gear. Yeah, it's not even paying attention. It's just about you know noticing like why is he wearing that fucking thing all the time on TV? The band <laughs> Every guy. time I, I fucking turn my TV on, he's got the fucking thing on his fucking head. Why is he have that on his head? Why does he have this on his fucking Holy head? Holy fuck, What the fuck is this going on? I was going to say, Rabbi, did I <laughs> yeah. miss
1: something? Why does this guy have this bandana on his head? Great. Now it's we're There's a
2: be fly in, podcast. in my soup.
1: <laughs> oh, so, uh, in 1981, other than the glam metal stuff, you started building a little bit of discontent in the metal community. Uh, and then you had started having sort of the, the thrash metal stuff starting to blossom. And even some of the early black metal stuff so starting to blossom as well. Thrash
0: metal will be considered what? Anthrax. Anthrax. anthrax Meta- yeah, Metallica, Metallica, Metallica. Megadeth. Death. Slayer. Kill
1: the Kill 'Em All album. Yeah, for sure. that was a
2: whew. super scooped freaking Marshalls with a rat boosted in the front. Yep, yep. yep.
1: And with, with black metal, Venom came on the scene mm-hmm. around that time. That was sort of the original real heavy black metal shit that was going on. So that's cool, well, and I thought, obviously, I thought
0: Mayhem was the original black metal.
1: That's the original Norwegian black oh, metal. There's a difference. Excuse me. Regular yeah. black metal folks don't burn churches and stab their friends and gay guys at bars.
2: And
0: but come on, those guys were the most metal to give metal a bad name. I, I guess, man. Like, those are, those are, those guys. Wouldn't the they, most
2: metal guys be the guys that are like chilling at home and being respectful to those their parents? Would, no, those. that's like.
0: Those were the guys who... <laughs> what, none of the other metal kids are doing? No, all the other metal kids, like, 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 oh, I wish I could burn a church down. But those guys actually fucking went out and fucking did that. The most anti-conformist. That was the stupidest fucking... Yeah, well,
2: it's like punk rock. Like, you know, let's go all be non-conformists like all of our friends. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Like, eh. Okay, so glam metal. We'll, we'll, we'll nix that. Glam metal's dead. Well, one thing, though, about glam metal, at least for me... Glam metal
2: never died. Well, I'm okay. that out there.
0: <laughs> it, it, it it's media interested. Rick, well, yeah. Rick puts on some makeup when he goes home. And- yeah, dude, I, I've <laughs> owned a ha- pair of
2: hot pink vinyl pants, and this was in the last <laughs> twenty years.
0: Really? Yes. Okay. All Does right. every rose well, still have hey, its thorn? Indeed. No. Wait. Well, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> What's the group that plays the the glam metal right now? The uh, Steel Panther. Oh, dude, Steel, Steel, Panther. Steel Panthers they're, fucking amazing. They're funny. They're funny and they're fucking great. They're yeah. the only
2: band that actually has a custom guitar pedal put out that got banned off of uh, what reverb what <laughs> the pussy melter yeah
0: i did not know that yeah wow
2: reverb's like no we're not gonna we're not gonna do this anymore we're not gonna yeah. have it i
0: want the pussy melter dude it's it's an overdrive it's it's, I, it's dope i'm, I'm like, i am the pussy melter you know but they're 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 <laughs> so funny man and they're musically they're good they're really yeah. good well but th- that's,
2: and,
1: and that's one thing to be said <laughs> you know about all that shit like the the extreme like girls 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 pussy melter all this bullshit. Uh, glam metal to me, is something I've always found fascinating about that particular genre, not that I love the music or anything. If it, if it comes on, it's kind of like a queen thing for me. If it comes on, I'm not going to turn it, but I'm not going to go out of my way to listen to it. Maybe scorpions or white snake rarely if I'm feeling powerful while well, I'm going to no get winger? mulch at Lowe's or something. Huh? No winger? <laughs> Maybe a little bit of that. <laughs> She's
0: too. only 17. Yeah.
1: But uh, glam metal to me created and cultivated the depiction of rock stardom. Yeah, like when when some you go ask some uh, random dude or or female on the street and you go, "Hey, what do you think about when you hear the words rock star?" They're gonna say, "Sex, drugs, and rock and roll." Yep, that's mm-hmm. what they're gonna see, and that came out and beating your wife. Yeah, and that too, or party like a rock star. That's yep. right. In the glam metal scene, they cultivated the rock star image. Mm-hmm. They did with bands like you know Motley Crue and White Snake and, and, and Scorpions and all those guys
2: and Striper. Yeah, it's a totally striper. excessive band right there. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm.
1: But, uh, so, like, going along with what Mark said, so we'll, we'll go along with the, uh, with the glam metal's dead now, and here comes the birth of thrash metal. And I know we're moving really quick, guys. No, this no, a no, lot of shit,
0: but. Now we're, 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 we're like, what, mid-80s? Well, it's uh, metal. 80s. It
2: should be moving quickly.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> as quick as possible. Now we, we just have to figure out how to, like, you well, know, we palm gotta, mute we we got we ease. For some, somehow, we got, in the next 10 minutes, we got to get from mid-80s to current yeah, so
1: yeah. And, and, and thrash metal, okay, so thrash metals
0: coming on the scene, they, they're also: you've got
2: a lot to cover in an hour Well,
0: maybe we should just wait and maybe we'll do modern metal for the yeah. next episode. Maybe.
2: Maybe. I don't know. I mean, you could break it down because then you could, do, you could do modern metal in one. Get, you can get into the, the, the slower forms of. I mean, it's yeah the, the different types all, of modern. They're metal. all their own animals. No,
1: you're right. Yeah, yeah. You're c-
2: completely right.
1: So. They are, and that's one of the interesting things about metal to me is there's just so much to it, so many subgenres to it, you know. But <clears throat> early '80s, you've got uh, once again you've got different groups of people that are like, well, I like that kinda, but I want something. Oh, that's ah. a white claw. That's a white claw. Black cherry. No, it's a truly. But uh, oh, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So, so you've got you've got a certain group of people that's uh, that's coming on the scene that's discontent with glam metal. They're they're over the shit. They want it faster, harder, stronger. Minus the outfits, they want to focus on the music. Mm-hmm. They want to be fast, loud, and proud. Right. And right. at the same time, you've got this going on in the late '70s, early '80s. You've got the punk movement coming up, right? You've got the punk movement coming up.
0: Oi! Oh, let's go! That's right.
1: You've got that. And you've got bands like the Weasels and shit like that that are, you know, they're, they're cultivating all this shit. And it's interesting enough, too, because the thrash metal guys and the punk kids, they were kind of... Thrash metal wasn't very known at the time. You know what I mean? It was still a very new thing. Yeah. And so all they knew it was it was fast, loud, and it was hard, you know, and it wasn't glam metal. So mm-hmm. they were like, I don't really know what to call this. So a lot of punk bands at that time would share the stage with thrash metal bands oh yeah you know and and so that caused a lot of you know discontent because i'm sure you guys remember in high school punk rock kids metal kids all that shit fuck you dude well, oh yeah fuck well you. there was
2: fun and the, but you, when you pointed out the fact that almost every metal band will sit there and tell you that that the album earth ad by the misfits yeah some people consider it the speed metal bible yeah because it was played so a lot of the songs were played so fast I mean, you know, look at Metallica. Almost every picture you can see of them before the Black Album, one of the guys in the band's wearing a Misfits t-shirt.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a firm believer that the Misfits wasn't just – and they brought around the horror punk thing. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? They they cultivated the horror punk thing. And I'm full Danzig days, by the way. 100% Danzig. Oh, yeah. Michael Graves was pretty good. Uh, he wasn't
0: bad, but, I mean – As long th- as
2: – I'm still not a – I still haven't caught on to the Jerry Only and the punk rock all-stars. But Can we, can we
0: get to the 90s yet? Nope, not yet. For God – fucking sakes.
1: Nope. We're still in the early. There's a lot of ground to cover with these guys, man. Metal was a huge fucking deal. Metal was a
0: huge deal. Continue. He's got to get to bed. He's He's old.
2: He's tired.
1: Yeah. He's got dog shit on his fucking feet. He's got dog shit on his feet. He's tired. He needs another <laughs> fucking White Claw. This guy's full of bullshit.
2: Go get you a fucking monster, buddy. So, Punch some uh, drywall.
1: Right. So Metallica came on the scene, obviously. Uh, they started around in L.A., and then they moved up to San Francisco, and that's when they started getting big. Now is this
0: when Dave Mustaine was playing with them? Yes,
1: yes. This, well, Dave was with them for a very short time. Dave was with them for only probably about a year. Yeah. Maybe two at the most. Uh, and he got booted. I said,
0: Get the fuck out of here with you and your heroine,
1: Dave. Yeah, get out of here, with your aggressive fucking attitude. Which is strange, you know. I've always kind of looked at, at the guys in Metallica as kinda prima donnas. Oh yeah. Definitely. Especially Lars.
2: Yeah, Lars and James kinda definitely were super prima. But like what they did mm. to Newstead throughout his entire run with that band was bullshit.
1: Oh yeah, they dicked him around fucking hard. Like they the cut time. him
2: completely out of the mixes. Oh yeah. Absolutely wouldn't let him have side projects yeah absolutely what the fuck, man
1: yeah and then at this time as well dio was going solo as well when he released holy diver in oh yeah well. what, what
0: was uh newstead side project something bots or to- toys or <laughs> tots bots for tots he
2: did uh oh god what is it uh was it echo brain was that one of his no i don't know i'm I not super familiar somebody. with his that, side. i know he yeah, got right. involved with voivod for a little bit too
1: mm. that that might that nice. was fun mm-hmm. Well, Metallica, you know, moving forward with them, the, the, LA, the L.A. thrash metal scene was absolutely fucking huge. Mm-hmm. You know, that was that was gigantic. You yeah, know?
0: Did Metallica come out of L.A.? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I they came I out. Of, know, they, I
1: didn't know where they came yeah, out. Yeah, they came out of L.A. and uh, I believe Slayer did as well.
2: No, uh, I think Slayer was more of a New York fan. like uh, because they pulled a lot of their influence from like the New York hardcore from that era. Were they?
0: Let's see. Where did Slayer originate? There was a cool uh, metal band I used to go see Buffy. a lot called huh? Surgery. Buffy,
2: Joss
1: Whedon. That was a joke. Oh, I was going to say what? It's a horrible joke. They're from fucking Sweden? Oh. <laughs> well, now I, now I have to look that up before we go any further.
0: I have to look up where Slayer's from because I don't necessarily Anyhow, know. Anyhow, Slayer is from Canada. So here we go. Whoa. Next Whoa. <laughs> trapped in purgatory, eh? <laughs> no, they were not. <laughs> People think we're from Canada and we're dumb. Hey, eh? oh Lord! <laughs> so thrash metal. Were you into thrash metal in the early '80s, Mark? Uh, Metallica, yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, I I wasn't a Megadeth guy. I wasn't I wasn't into nope,
1: Slayer's oh, from Huntington Park. California. I, just I never
0: really got the only Slayer song I ever really got into was uh, "Seasons in the, in the of the Abyss" in the Abyss or, yeah. or whatever. But that's, that was the only song that I really liked yeah. from them. Honestly. and
1: they really didn't start off because Slayer's got this big depiction and big stigma of being a satanic band you know obviously because in their later artworks and their albums it's you know they're talking about hell you know raining blood oh, that's, got where the, they, that's where
0: the uh, anagram came from yeah saying. they got the anagram
1: on their shit but that was a marketing technique they were they really weren't about that but people started making them
2: about that so' like fuck it
0: yeah we'll be about it mm? we'll be we'll be we'll be saying yeah. sure we'll grow our goatees down to our knees Do you mean and- Pentagram.
2: Anagram's like a letter thing. Yeah,
0: I don't know. The pentagram? Yeah.
2: The pentagram? You said anagram, and I'm like, wait, no, anagram's like when you
0: switch letters? No, I said the pentagram. Oh. That, um, know, the, I'm the, old. The, 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 the star, too many, too many the star with the circle around it. Yes. Too, many, too
2: many years of standing that, next to loud, screaming that, amps, affected <laughs>
0: my hearing. The witchery uses. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go out back and, and make
1: ourselves an anapena monapia gram. Anna, <laughs> <After> <laughs> <this>. <laughs> yeah, after It's this. a
2: dodecahedron, guys. Yeah, it's, it's a right. dodecahedron, right?
1: Uh, so yeah, thrash metal came on the scene. They were they were gaining popularity, and then uh, so moving a little bit forward. There's something I want to talk about before we go. Uh, we're coming up at the end of our show, but we'll 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 do another episode to finish up the metal scene. No, we need ta- to for yeah, real. I want to talk a little bit about these Norwegian black metal guys. <laughs> I do. I really oh want to talk about this. Especially the mayhem. Mayhem. Oh motherfucker. These guys were absolute the like depiction of metal. I feel like that, that Brandon Small death clock show
0: was actually formed around these guys. They were historic man. I mean they were Holy doing shit. they were doing the things that all the metalheads always talked about. Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. And I th- and I think that's where I think that's where it ca- it all came from. The murder yeah the mayhem, yeah, the
0: church burnings
1: yeah, yeah. I mean because i didn 't necessarily love i don't necessarily love the music, you know it's it's real crunchy, it's real low toned it's real fast terrible you know and they—they they, but they love that though, I know like um, part, part of mayhem's story, uh, you know the Euronymous, he, he started his own record label, the originator of mayhem and the originator of norwegian black metal he he started a uh, A uh, record store and his own record label called Hell, and he produced this guy Varg or Christian, depending on you know what name you want to go with. Produced his band the Count, yeah, the Count. Produced his band Burzum's Mm -hmm. uh, album, their first album. And they purposefully went into the studio and chose the absolute shittiest equipment they could possibly use. Like, they, they chose the shittiest small well, Marshall amp. They said,
0: no, we don't want all these microphones. Right.
1: We just want one microphone in the middle of the room,
0: and that's all we want.
1: Right, yeah. And, and, and on a couple of his songs, they were like, we want the shittiest microphone you have. And it was a headset microphone. <laughs> like a telemarketer headset microphone <laughs> that they recorded a lot of these guys' songs That's on. fucking metal. Yeah, that's super <laughs> yeah. fucking metal. Because, that's, I mean, the there's nothing
2: metal. fucking more insane in this world than a telemarketer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but these guys, like, when you think metal, when you're like, oh, my God, Satanism, metal, violence, murder, these <laughs> <world> dep- <laughs> were the literal depiction. It was a band called Mayhem. They're out of
0: Oslo, they, Norway. They put makeup on. Right. And they were also the first people to start the, wearing the corpse the, makeup. The lead singer, Dead, committed suicide. Yeah. And so then the guitar player decided to go ahead and take pictures of him after he found the dead body. Yeah. And then take pieces of his skull and make necklaces and then use that as this is what we're going to use as our, 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 uh, what would you the, call it? The album art? No, no, no. The, 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 the necklaces that he made. Oh, yeah. That's out of the like guy's the little, skull. Yeah. The to, little to, tokens, to to tokens. Totems. So if you're going to be in our band, this is what you have to wear around your neck. Right. I and mean, holy fuck yeah and who thinks of that yeah
1: the guitar player euronymous so their their original lead singer's name is dead and euronymous was over visiting his parents or something and he comes back to their house where they practice and all that and they found the lead singer dead dead he had slit his own wrists slit his own throat and blew his brains out with a shotgun
2: that's dedication
0: that's metal it, it, that's, that's metal. metal yeah
1: and rather rather than call the police The guitar player, Uranus, moves the knife around, moves the shotgun around so it's laying next to the body, takes a picture of it, picks the bone skull fragments from this kid's head, makes necklaces of them, takes pictures of it, and that's their album cover.
0: Fucking crazy. For their
1: first album, Mayhem's first album. Yeah. What in the absolute fuck, dude?
0: So fast forward to, uh, you know, the, the... Oh, the church burnings? The church burning. Yeah.
1: So they, they, he creates this record label. He opens up a record shop. And then so some of the members of their black circle, their little crew or whatever they had, started burning churches all over Norway, which is absolute insanity. And then the guy that uh, Varg, that Euronymous, uh, ba- basically the, the, b- the bass player, the the player for Mayhem that, that they adopted later, uh, had ended, ended up killing Euronymous. Ended up going over to his killing apartment. Killing the guitar player for Yeah, AM. yeah. Ended up going over to his apartment and stabbing him 23 times and eventually sticking the knife in his forehead and leaving him there.
0: And there was other murders. And yeah. These guys were just like, holy fuck, you're, you're out of your mind out in Norway. Yeah. But, you know, have you ever seen any documentaries about Norwegian prisons? Mm-mm. So Norwegian prisons are super fucking laid back, dude. You can have a TV, a microwave, and your cell. Like I mean, there's no cells. It's kind of just wow. like you're just like roaming free. Like they're laid back. Far out, man. Yeah, and in Norway guns are illegal. You can only have knives. So, well, anyway, that's ra- why ra- wrapping stabbed. it up on the black metal scene. Um, are we doing a, uh, the album review of the week, or are we? Are we not? Nah, we'll
1: we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it next week. I want to give the album another week to marinate. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Tools' Fear Inoculum album. Uh, I Rick hasn't had a chance to listen to the whole thing yet, so we're not going to spoil it for him. I got a fanboy. Um, yeah, right. So anyway, thank you guys for stopping by. As always, if you uh, if you hate, like, or you're gender neutral about what you heard, send me an email about it, williewhitebread 69 at com. Stop by our Facebook page, Rock Isn't Dead, It's Just Sleeping. Uh, we want to thank Renegade Rick Lane for coming over and hanging out for the evening. Oh, yeah. And I think we're going to continue with the metal stuff because I don't think we have enough time to cover all the ground that this monumental genre Absolutely has not. covered in Absolutely. U.S. music
0: history. Yeah, we got to continue that. So
1: stay tuned for next week, guys. We're gonna We're going to look a little bit deeper into metal. And thanks for stopping by. Later, guys. Later.